It's episode number three in my five-part podcast series, teaching you how to jumpstart your online business. Today, we're jumping into talking about understanding your tech setup and what you need and don't need in order to get your course or membership out the door. If you're just joining me for the first time, make sure you go back to episode number 209 to start from the beginning. Let's do it. Welcome to the No BS Business School podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Welcome back again. We're halfway through the series now, and today we're going to jump into talking about something that I love to chat about, but I know it can be overwhelming, which is technology. Specifically, what type of tech do you really need in order to get your course or your membership out the door? And if you're just joining me in this series, make sure you go back to the start, which is episode number 209, so you can walk through everything that I've talked about up till now and grab your workbook by going to janditchfield.co forward slash notes. Yesterday in episode 210, we talked about how to pick a profitable topic for your course or your membership and then how to framework it so you can successfully deliver that transformation to your people. Now that you know what you're selling, we have to figure out how we're putting it all together, which brings us to today's topic, mastering the online basics, where I'm going to walk you through your digital offer tech checklist. And I promise I'm going to make this really simple. I'm going to walk you through the tech you need, like I said before, but also what you don't. And I'm going to give you examples of my favorites so you can speed up the process so you don't need to get hung up on the technology. I promise by the end of this episode, you'll be feeling way more confident about the tech you need than you ever have before. All right, let's jump into your tech stack. First, what does that even mean? I know when I was first moving online, tech stack was something that was used a lot and I actually had to Google it because I had no idea what it meant because I've never heard of this before. It isn't what we commonly say from the world that I come from. So it felt a little foreign. So for you, if it feels the same way, I'm just going to explain it in a really easy way. Your tech stack is simply the list of technology that you use to run your business and what you use to create and sell your digital offer. That's it. It's just the stack of stuff that you pay for. So in this episode, I'm going to show you the things that you need to be able to record your offer and create your PDFs. We're going to talk about how to house it for your students, how to take payments, what your email marketing setup should look like, what you can use for it, and then how to engage with your students and your clients when they're not with you. So all the technology that you need for that, and I'm going to give you versions of it so that you can do it on the higher end, or you can do it on the lower end, or you can do it for free. Not out of everything, unfortunately, is free, but I'm going to try to save you as much money as possible because I don't know about you, but I like keeping my money in my pocket. And tech can become crazy what we spend on it. So we're going to rein it in. First, let's look at recording your offer and creating your PDFs. 
For me, this is incredibly important. So I'm only going to talk about the best options that are affordable and what I use. Because how you come off in your actual course or your membership on your videos, or if you're doing live teaching, is going to set you up for the rest of your business. Because that immediate first impression is going to stay with people. I take a lot of pride in the way that my programs look on the inside. I take a lot of time and put a lot of effort into getting my sound right, my lighting right, to really focus on background, making it as user-friendly as possible, but also really beautiful to look at. So when you're going out and you're starting to do this, this is the one area that I don't want you to, to try to save money on. Like buy the best that you can afford. And as a microphone, what I think you should be looking at is called a Blue Yeti. Y-E-T-I, Yeti, just like the Yetis out there. I now use a different mic for recording, but that took me a while to get to that. Plus, I run three podcast episodes a week normally, so my sound is incredibly important for a lot of different reasons. But when I was first doing all of my recordings, I did it on a Blue Yeti, which is completely affordable. It runs in about the $125 range. I think it's the same US or Canadian, and you can buy it on Amazon, and it comes in a variety of colors. The next thing you want to think about is your camera. I recommend you get a Logitech 4K with a tripod, which is exactly the same thing that I use as well. The 4K gives you a beautiful image. It isn't expensive as well in comparison to some of the other cameras that are out there. It mounts either on a tripod, like I have it, so I can move it around based on where I want to record and how wide I want my back shot to be. Or you can mount it simply right over the top of your um, your laptop so you can lift it up to be at eye level. Again, Amazon's your friend when it comes to this. Lighting-wise, you can do ring lights, but if you want to go a little bit higher end, you could use what I use, which are softbox lights. And the brand I use is called Mount Dog. Again, Amazon. I have two lights that I use and place on a 45-degree angle on the edge of my desk. So that's why I get really great lighting without getting the rings in the middle of my eyes or looking like I'm overlit. You don't need to go there. You can start with a ring light. But make sure that you have good lighting because it really matters when people are viewing your course or your your membership. Next, let's look at what you need to create your materials. So you're going to have a lot of materials that you'll need when you start creating your digital offer. You'll have PDFs. You're going to have slide decks. You might have check sheets. There's a million things that you can put out there. The two easiest ways to do this is for free using Canva, which we all know and love. Or you can use Canva Pro, which will give you more options. Or if you're like, I don't want to start this from scratch. I'd like to go get some templates. Head over to a place called Creative Market. You can buy the most beautiful everything for everything there. And it is not expensive. Just make sure that you're buying the license for business so that you can use it and you can actually sell them back out once you populate them. Otherwise, you might get dinged. I use both. I have spent a lot of time creating my own materials and I've also bought really nice templates off of Creative Market and then I've gone on and just customized it to make it look like the way I want it to look. The one thing to keep in mind is if you want to make your forms fillable, just add that to the back of your head as something that you'll have to do probably using Adobe or another software system. I don't do create fillable PDFs within my programs. I used to when I first started and then I was like, you know what? Everybody takes notes their own way. So having it there to print off just works better for me. You are totally fine making decisions on what works best for you when it comes to how much you need to put in to create all of your materials. As long as it's clean, it's fast, and you've proofread it, 
Don't worry if it's fillable or not. Next, let's talk about recording. So you have a mic and you have your lighting and you have your camera, but what are you actually going to use as a software to record all of these videos in? I'm going to give you three options. StreamYard, Zoom, and Canva. I use StreamYard when I do all of my recordings. I like it better. I also use it for my student interactions, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. It is a paid software. You can use it for free as well, but it keeps the water logo, the watermark of StreamYard actually on your video. And I'm not a big fan of that personally. I used to do a lot of sponsorship in my past career. And I have this very ingrained thought in my head that if I'm going to put someone's logo on something, they need to be paying me to have it there. It's the reason why I actually don't use Zoom for any kind of recording or streaming generally, because I don't like the fact that the watermark is on there as well. But that's personal preference, nothing else beyond that. Zoom is a really easy one to use. And I think a lot of people are using Zoom, especially when you first get going, because the odds are you already have this account and you're already paying for it. Or you can record with the free version as well. Almost everybody understands Zoom, knows how to use it. And I actually record my podcast episodes through Zoom. So you're listening to this episode right now. When I did the recording, it was through Zoom and I just stripped the audio out of it. So the sound works really well. And the last one is Canva. Canva started doing this about, I would say last year, the end of last year. I haven't personally tried it yet, but I know that you can actually go in, create your slide decks, and then record yourself using that slide deck with your head kind of floating in the middle. And from what I've seen and heard, it looks fantastic and it's really easy to use. So again, it might be a good place to start as you get more comfortable recording and as you get more comfortable creating these systems so that you don't need to be investing in more things. Canva is going to be your best friend for a lot of the things that have to do with creating a course or a membership. Then the question comes down to editing. This for me has been the biggest pain point of my entire business is video editing. It drives me banana cakes. I will be really honest about it. So I'm only going to give you one software system that I finally found that I like and nothing else because I want to spare you the headaches of having to go through the pain I went through trying to find a software system that was easy to use and didn't take forever to download. So I want to recommend to you called veed.io and veed is V-E-E-D dot I-O. It is very easy to use. You can add captions in with it. You can add in text. You can add images into it. You can strip the audio out. You can add other audio on top of things and layer it. It is not very expensive. I want to say it's around $12 US a month. It's less than 20 US that I know for sure. And you simply just go to their website and do everything there. And they house it in a cloud and you just download your finished files. I have gone through a lot of things. I've tried ClipChamp. I've tried InShot. I've tried 7,000 different editing tools. And the only one I use now is Veed because it's that good and it's that easy to use. And I love technology a lot, but if it's complicated or ugly or redundant, I will not use it because I'm too busy. I need to be able to get in, get out. And I don't want to feel overwhelmed by trying to figure out what button am I supposed to push to get this, the volume to go higher or go lower. So skip it all, just go straight to Veed. 
So next, let's think about where you are going to house your finished product for your students, which is what's known usually as their digital library. What is the platform that they get access to in order to be able to do your course or hang out in your membership with you? There are a ton of choices for this. Everyone's going to have a preference. Everyone's going to say something else. I'm just going to give you three. Two, I know. One, I have never used, but I've been on the other end of it. And as a actual client or student using it, it's pretty easy to navigate. So the first one is Kajabi. Kajabi is what I use right now. It is the Cadillac of all things that have to do with online course development and membership development. It is also very expensive, but it does everything. My website is there. My data tracking is there. My courses, my membership, you can put a podcast in there if you want to as well. It's very easy to buy templates for it so you don't need to design from scratch. It's very easy to navigate the back end. Well, easier than some other platforms. And I personally love it. On my entire tech stack list though, it's the highest cost I have. So if you're investing in it, make sure you're here for the long haul. Or if you're still trying to figure out if this is really what you want to be doing, I would suggest you invest in something that's a lot less expensive, which is my other option for you, which is called Butter. B-U-T-T-R. What's so great about Butter is not only can you house your course there or your membership there, it also is a CRM. So if you have other things you do in your business, like one-on-one coaching, or you need to be tracking where people are in their pipelines or any or leads that are coming into you, You have a complete dashboard that does that as well. I really like Butter. I think there's a ton of data in there that is what we need to know and what we should be looking at and engaging with. And it's a lot less expensive than Kajabi. You can also build your website on there. You can do a million things within it. It is a one-stop shop. Amazing customer service, which also Kajabi has, but a lot less expensive. So you might want to take a look at that. B-U-T-T-R. And then the last one is called Searchy. Now, Searchy, I have only used on the end of being the person who bought a program and uses Searchy to be able to navigate it. I have never actually used it as the person who's created a program in it, but I have a lot of clients who have. What's great about Searchy is that it's really great for memberships. And Searchy, as the name kind of hints to, is a search engine. So you can actually go in and look up keywords or type in certain things and it will bring up every single place in that entire database where someone used that word. So if you were working with me and you were like, I run into where Jan talks about lead tracking, you go in and talk about lead tracking and type that in and every single lesson I've ever taught on lead tracking will suddenly be there in front of you. You can also integrate Searchy into Kajabi and use it just purely as a search platform a search platform on an existing program, existing database, which honestly is pretty cool. So Kajabi, Butter, Searchy, those are the ones to take a look at. Next, how are we going to take payments? Here are the two options I'm going to give you. The first is Stripe. The second is PayPal. They are about the same cost to use, which is free minus their service fees. They track pretty much the same things. They will integrate into anything. It does not matter what you use. But the big difference between the two is that Stripe has a bit more of a tendency to side with the business owner if there's ever a dispute, whereas PayPal is more likely to side with a customer. I use Stripe. 
I love Stripe. And you can get paid out with Stripe a lot faster than you can than you can with PayPal as well sometimes. So figure out which one's going to be better for you, but you can't really go wrong with either option. I think it just comes down to personal preference. And the second last thing we're going to talk about is email marketing setup. You're going to need to email your people, quite obviously. They need to get emails from you. They need to be getting sales emails from you. They need to be getting content emails from you. You need to be emailing. If you don't have your email marketing set up yet, that's okay. I'm going to give you a couple options to look at. And if you do, good job. So Kajabi and Butter both have integrated email marketing systems within the platforms. You don't need to use a secondary system. You can just use theirs, which allows you to house all your data underneath one roof, which has pros and cons to it, but you can do it. And there's no additional cost at all if you just use their stuff. Then there's what I use, which is ConvertKit. ConvertKit is free or paid version of it. I have the paid version because of all the automations that I run in the back end. And it's very easy to use. It's very clean. It's very systemized. I personally love it. The main reason why I don't house my emails underneath Kajabi as well is because this comes from all of the years of me doing what I did in my career. And we would never, ever, ever put all our eggs in one basket when it came to our data. So if my system went down, I could lose everything. And those leads, that email list is so important to your business that sometimes it's actually a smarter strategy to place it elsewhere and just eat the cost of having to pay something extra. It isn't what everybody does. So don't feel that you need to rush out and change this if you currently have everything under one roof. But as you grow, it just might be something to keep in the back of your mind. And then the last one, how you're going to engage with your students and your clients while they're with you is going to matter. You're probably going to end up running some type of Facebook group for your students, or you might be doing Q&As or live teaching. There's generally, if you're running a program model, some interaction that they're going to have with you. And definitely if you are running a membership, they'll be interacting with you and each other. So some ways to do this, of course, Facebook for your Facebook groups, but there's also Circle and Kajabi communities as well. So if you have people who are like, they hate Facebook, there's other options. I know a lot of people really like Circle, and I know that the Kajabi communities are really starting to grow, but you need to be on Kajabi in order to access that. And then there's also StreamYard or Zoom that you can use to either get everyone together with in the same space, or you just go live and stream it into whatever community it is that you're using. They all integrate with those communities as well. And the last thing you can think about is Voxer. Voxer is a walkie-talkie app. And I use it with my clients who are inside of Online Profit Formula and also with the people who work with me privately. And it allows us to actually talk back and forth, just like on a walkie-talkie. It has the actual ding-ding sound to it, like you're getting a little message. It brings you back to your childhood. But for me, because there's such intensive work done within those two programs and with the people that I work with, I need to talk to them more than just seeing them during my coaching calls or group coaching calls. I need to know what's actually happening with their launches. So Voxer is a really good app to use if you're doing something that's a little more intense and more high touch. It's free or paid. So either way, you're good to go. So there you go. There's your quick roundhouse of all of the tech that you need to start your stack. And none of it's going to cost you a ton of money. The most expensive thing that I talked about was the camera. And even that is only about $200 in order to get that up and running in your business. And if you're really good at keeping your eye out on Amazon, it's on sale all the time. 
Okay, that's it for today. Tomorrow is our second last episode, which is episode number 212, Attracting Your Ideal Customers Effortlessly, which, if I'm being honest, is a bit of a fluff title because it actually takes a lot of work. But I'm going to help you speed up the process by knowing exactly who you should be talking to and then how to reach them so you can spend more time making sales and creating an impact rather than making reels and driving yourself mad trying to outwit the algorithm. Sounds good? Perfect. Then I'll see you there. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this week so far. I really appreciate it. And as always, stay resilient and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishfield.co. Stay resilient, and I'll catch you on the next episode.